Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. All right, everybody, welcome back. Glad to have you here. Um, it is beginning of December, December 1st, as I'm recording this, I am congested. It is that season. So bear with me. But I wanted to bring you guys this content because these are, we're talking today about three key concepts for you to keep in mind whenever you talk to a seller and you're wanting to get seller financing. And these are just basic concepts. But I think because of that, a lot of times they're overlooked. And so if you can keep these three things in mind, it'll make you much more successful with sellers. Um, and additionally, I won't go into it today, but these three keys really work similarly if you're talking to a private lender. But we're going to focus on talking to a seller today and trying to get that seller financed offer accepted. All right. So number one, first key. Number one key is to be a listener. All right. So too often when we're talking to sellers and we're trying to make that offer, we feel like we have to convince the seller. And so we end up doing a lot of talking. Maybe we're talking about the house and all the work that it needs. Or maybe we're talking about ourselves and our business and how reliable we are and how they know we'll make the payment. Either way, really, we should be doing the opposite. We should be very quiet for a bulk of the conversation, and we should be just listening to that seller. When they stop talking, we should ask more open-ended questions to prompt them to talk more. All right. So that gives us, you know, there's a couple reasons that that helps us, and really it helps them too. So one reason is that we get more information about them, their motivation, and their specific situation. And so we can cater our offer specifically to their situation and what outcome they want, right? What their pain point is. So the more we know about their situation, the better we understand it, the better we can make the offer, which is very good for us and them. And additionally, the more they talk, and we listen and we understand their situation, then the more they trust us because we do care about their situation and we are listening to what their pain point is or what their problem is that they're going through, why they need to get rid of this house quickly. So we need to just be a listener, um, take in all the information and be empathetic to their situation. All right. So that's key. Number one, be a listener. Talk less. All right. Number two, we need to sit on the same side of the table. And I don't mean this literally. That could be kind of awkward if you constantly try to sit on the same side of the table as the seller, because generally, if there are two of you, you sit on opposite sides of the table. Um, and I'm referring to, let's say you meet the seller at the house and you sit down at the kitchen table to negotiate or sign that purchase contract, which is how it usually ends. Well, 
physically you end up sitting on opposite sides of the table, but you don't ever want the conversation to feel like you and the seller are on opposite sides of a negotiating table. And there in the end is going to be one winner and one loser, right? So we always want the situation to feel like, even though physically you're on opposite sides, perspective-wise, you should both be on the same side of the table. So the discussion is, how can we work together to solve this problem for the seller? So the seller wants to get on the other side of this sale, right? They have this pain point, they wanna get rid of the house. We as an investor wanna buy a house, but we have certain criteria we have to buy by. We have to purchase by or abide by, however you wanna say that. So we need to be able to have a good deal, get a good deal because for us, it's about the numbers. And for the seller, it's about their motivation and their pain point. So the more we are working together and we are in this together, trying to solve this problem together, the better that discussion is going to go. So if there's something they want out of the sale that really doesn't work for us, we should be just open and transparent and say, you know, that, that doesn't work for me for these reasons. Is there another way we could structure it or could we structure it um, this way instead so that you can get what you want, right? We're in this together. If we both can have our problems solved, then that's the solution is if we get financing from the seller and the seller gets what they want in the sale and they get those five benefits we talked about an episode or two back, that's how you're going to get your uh, offers accepted because you're working together, solving the problem. They get their problem solved and we get our problem solved, right? Easy financing. Okay. So that's number two. We need to be on the same side of the table and always solution focused. So we're all constantly casting a vision for where we are going together we are going to get to the closing table and get on the other side of this sale. All right, and number three, this is an important one. Number three is to reduce the objections of the seller. And in reality, the best way, you know, anytime you are bringing up something new, to most sellers, for them to finance the sale of their own property, that is something new. It's unfamiliar, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So for most sellers, it's uncomfortable and they have a lot of internal objections naturally. You bring up the idea and automatically they think, what if he doesn't pay? What if he doesn't take care of the property? What if he rents it to somebody who doesn't take care of the property? They have a list of things that could go drastically wrong quickly. So Basically, there are two ways to address this, and you don't want to wait for them to bring it up, because if they bring it up, it feels, if you wait for them to bring up their concerns, it will feel like a confrontation. How do I know you'll pay? And then you're defensive. 
well, I pay this way and I have this history and however you want to justify it. All right. So the better way, the much, much better way, the way that we should do it or you should do it <clears throat> is you bring it up beforehand. Before they have to state their concern, you bring up that concern. So you can uh, do that by saying um, other sellers I've purchased property, properties from with seller financing were initially concerned about how I would make their payment, but they were thrilled to get that payment on the first of every month for the last three years or five years or however you want to address it so that you explain to them they will get their payment um, and what your history is. Now, if some of it's those types of concerns, right? Your credibility and uh, that you'll do what you say you're gonna do. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, some other ones are just the structure of the deal. What does it mean if they're financing the deal, right? What happens if the property burns? What happens if the tenant doesn't make the rent payment? Does that mean you as the buyer won't make the payment to the seller? So some of it is answering the concerns about you and your credibility. Some of it is just bringing up and explaining how uh, they are taken care of in the deal. So they are like the bank, whether that tenant pays you or not, you as the buyer will make the payment to the seller. If something catastrophic happens to that property, that seller is listed on the insurance policy, or it could be that the insurance policy is still in their name in some situations. And so they would receive their money, what they are owed through that insurance payout, right? And so the whole idea is that you want to make sure you express that you know what you're doing, that this is, you are of good character and what you agree to, you are going to follow through with, and that this is a good way for them to sell their property. All right. So if you don't believe that, if you don't feel like you're going to be able to follow through, don't make a seller financed offer. You probably shouldn't make any offer, honestly. But if you can confidently say you are going to follow through on what you do, you need to express that to them. All right. So keep in mind the, the key, the key to number three here is that they are naturally going to have concerns. If they have concerns and they express them, that does not mean that they're against seller financing. It just means they're human. And this is a new idea for them. Right. And so it's our job in explaining this new concept to address those concerns. And the best way to do that is address it before they bring it up, which means we're demonstrating we know uh, the situation. We understand them and what their concerns will be. And here's why they shouldn't be concerned about it. All right. So those are three really key things for you to keep in mind. Um, anytime you are talking to a seller and you're looking for seller financing. So, and really, if you go back to those five benefits of seller financing, it is in the seller's best interest to give you financing in a lot of situations. So you should not be shy in making seller financed offers. 
So I encourage you, if you are not familiar with making seller financed offers, the next time you make an offer, include the all cash offer, but also include a seller financed offer just to see if that meets their need better than the all cash. All right. I hope that helps. I encourage you uh, to get out there and start making more offers today. It's the end of the year, the last month of the year, and it really is a great time to buy. A lot of people are too busy and the competition kind of slacks off a little bit. So get out, get out there. You can get another deal under your belt before the end of the year. All right. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey. Thank you.